that's the button. There we go. Got it. All right. So, what are we talking about this evening, Mari? We are completely off our recording schedule because both you and I run completely on CPT. And I literally was like, oh, fuck, we were supposed to release this on Monday, but we hadn't recorded shit. But the good news is, is that Turkey Day is on Thursday, which is when we'll release this because really... It should only be about indigenous history at this point, and not the fake made-up shit. So, yeah, that's what it is. Honestly, dude, and I really just don't have the emotional capacity to deal with any sort of, like, family holiday to begin with. Honestly. It's no longer Scorpio season. Thank goodness, really. I was too thirsty. Yep. That's that on that. (laughs) And I can't wait till the weather breaks so we can start going back on adventures. Honestly, I've been thinking about just getting a gym membership and not like seriously working out, but just doing something to keep me at least mobile. Yeah. I, luckily, Tyler has, like, a full set of weights here, and I have my yoga mat, so I, like, exercise every day, but that's literally the only thing keeping me from going insane at this point. Um, I can't wait to start my job where I'll act. Anyways, y'all, that's Amara McGowan, and I'm Jordan Marika, and this is Rambler. And we are behind, but that's okay. You know, you've had... Either way, we're talking about... The Battle of Little Bighorn. Or Battle of Greasy Grass, if you're a Plains person. That's that's what they know it as. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, how did we even end up visiting the Little Bighorn? Um, we were leaving Wisconsin and technically driving through... I think it's, yeah, it's located in Montana. We're driving through Montana. Um... And we just kind of made the decision that we were going to pull off and go see that before I think we made our way to Yellowstone. Yeah, that's right, because we were driving by and I was like, it would be super disrespectful to not stop and leave tobacco here. Um, yeah. So we pulled off and we drove up to go see Little Bighorn. And by the way, we didn't take any pictures of the Little Bighorn. That's beautiful things. You can keep in your mind sometimes with with your brain camera, but that is a place where a lot of people gave their lives in order to protect their people, and I'm not really much of a showboater or somebody who really likes to embrace uh, trauma porn, so I am definitely left my camera and my phone both in the car for that. Um, It's not the place and taking any sort of photos and it's just extremely disrespectful on top of that i mean people do go to like auschwitz and shit and take photos but i mean that's kind of the equivalent for me of like i'm just not gonna do it yeah i'm not gonna do it either um i mean you can easily look up photos of the memorials and stuff online and there's no photo that i could take that would do a place like that any justice yeah and on top of that it's now it's national parkland, but it's also 
a very complicated monument because there is the tombs of the fallen soldiers there which is basically a bunch of blank headstones for the seventh cavalry and by the way the seventh cavalry doesn't fucking deserve it um there's this weird thing that we have about our history where we really like to see both sides of things but custer and the seventh cavalry committed genocide they purposefully had scouts find villages that only had women and children and old people in them with their warriors away and then would attack and murder these people and call it battles as a matter of fact the reason that custer got got at greasy grass is because he thought that he was going to be attacking a village and that when he attacked the village there wouldn't be enough warriors to defend it so everyone would have to scatter however that was purposefully bait because the tribes that were out there knew that he did that shit so they laid a fucking trap for him and he deserved it and i don't think that there's any reason why we should still speak of custer and the seventh cavalry with anything but disgust so that's that that's how i feel i feel a lot more things we can get into it what did it look like when we went there mari honestly it was a little bit upsetting because every time that we go to um like national parks it's kind of fun to like stop by and you were collecting um those wooden postcards Mm -hmm. along the way and i mean say what you want to say about gift shops out in the wilderness because i mean it's completely valid at the same time though it's nice to be able to take memorabilia back to family because most people don't have the opportunities that we have had most people don't even leave their state or their county yeah and we just spent an entire month traveling but um when you go in first of all to like the gift shop that they had like they're selling like little cavalry pins and hats and uniforms and things of that nature and that's all located in the center yeah and then they've got you know random shit scattered elsewhere that has to do with like the indigenous communities too but um most of the stuff that they have for indigenous communities you know like gift wise is basically just like sweet grass white sage you know that typical shit you know books on ethnobotany and nothing really of any substance and yet like it kind of encourages people almost to dress up and empathize with the seventh cavalry and then on the other side of the museum uh, or the other side of the gift shop they have a little museum set up and it's basically you know uniforms from the cavalry and information basically about custer and then almost i won't say nothing but next to nothing and it's about the yeah. tribes or the natives that fought in the battle. And like, the other thing is, is they had that weird timeline where they tried to do comparative lead-ups to try and justify how these things happened. They tried to really make it seem like this was an equal and balanced war effort when it wasn't. Um when you only slaughter people who cannot defend themselves you are not 
going into battle. You're a fucking coward. And that's what Custer was. He set himself up to be able to be aggrandized and purposefully was always jocking Andrew Jackson. Fuck that guy too. And then wanted to pretend like he didn't deserve what he got. You know what I mean? Um, just and honestly, if you do any research on Custer either, this dude wasn't all of that cool. He wasn't all of that great. The only thing that makes this guy notable and makes this guy, you know, the typical American hero is that he's just known for killing indigenous Americans. And that's literally it. I mean, he was. I think he was, like, what, suspended for a year? He went AWOL, and then it was after... He went um, AWOL during the Civil War. Yeah. Yeah, it was after prospectors went to Pahasapa, and we're like, we know that we signed this treaty um, with the Sioux, and technically, you know, Pahasapa belongs... Or was it the Lakota? Uh, The Sioux is what French people started calling the Lakota, but that's... Uh, like, on the signs, when you go to the reservations, they'll say the Lakota Sioux Reservations because they're, like, Lakota is what they call themselves. Actually, they call themselves Osetia Shakowin. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, we, white people really love renaming things, things that they're not. Yeah, so either way, they had a reservation out there in Papasapa or the Black Hills was, um, part of that reservation it was like this is your sacred land um we're not going to infringe upon that and we're not going to allow resettlement and then prospectors got word of there being gold out there gold in them their hills yeah and then prospectors started sneaking out to pahasapa and were like um we're being killed by natives out here question mark and it's just like this is literally part of their their reservation and they were literally like stop coming here and white and those people were like but we wanna yeah like literally signed a treaty and then about not even six years later or like question mark why are we being attacked and so then the government was like hey custer come out of your suspension go take care of this shit. And then he got fucked up. And I mean, and rightfully so. Here's the thing. People are actually starting to recognize that Custer got fucked up of his own accord. Recently, uh, there have been medals of honor posthumously removed from uh, the 7th Cavalry for the massacre of Wounded Knee. Whereas before, uh, they were awarded literal medals of honor for murdering a large village of predominantly women and children. Like, full-out slaughtering people who had no way to defend themselves. Um, At that time, they had started rolling out those guns, which are basically the... Gatling. Yeah. They they basically Gatling-gunned people to fucking death. And then they were like, woo, we won. But literally, it was women and children and old people. And that was it. And people with disabilities, too. Yeah, and disabled folks um, who weren't out with hunters and with their warriors and things like that. And they did that on purpose. Yeah, Um, like, even, like, if you just do even the basic amount of research, that was Custer's intention was not to go for the warriors, but to go and take hostages. Yeah. And then 
force any warriors basically to secede to that. Yeah, it was it was done on purpose to uh so that Custer never had to fight an equal battle. Um and then they were like, Hey yo, um you do realize that I think the historian estimate was literally ten to eleven thousand mm-hmm. natives in this village and people were like, uh, you've got like five hundred dudes and he's like, Man, there ain't ever been a fucking village that big before and like he was like Man, I can get 207 dudes out here and got fucked up. Yeah, he deserved it too. The other interesting thing about this is that Custer had been doing this for so long that um, Custer and various cavalries that one of the heroes of the Battle of um, Greasy Grass is Buffalo Caffer Woman, and I've read her biography before. Uh, that will be noted in the notes too, so if anybody else is interested. But uh, from what I read in that book... Uh, the reason she was called Buffalo Calf Road Woman is because when she was a child, her she was a Cheyenne woman who ended up uh, joining Lakota people and marrying a Lakota man. But she and her sister were two of the only people who survived a cavalry, uh, cavalry slaughter of her entire clan and family on the Buffalo Calf Road in the middle of the winter, and her and her sister were found walking back on the calf lo- uh, on the buffalo calf road because uh at this point people were still using traditional trade routes and oftentimes those follow the migratory patterns of bison and buffalo and they found her and her sister basically frozen and half dead and then they took care of her and she eventually got to get her revenge because as the story goes the way that uh lakota people tell it is buffalo calf road woman was the person who unhorsed and killed custer and he fucking deserved it. She also had her husband hung in a fort, and one of her children died from smallpox. So, a lot of, even this just one woman's life was very personally affected by the Seventh Cavalry, repeatedly, and negatively. Um, and that's how long the Indian Wars, which have never really ended, but officially, as far as people discuss it. It went on for a really long time and in much more recent history than people can acknowledge. Like, people who were warriors at the Battle of Greasy Grass have great-grandchildren who are still alive. And there are people who remember hearing their grandparents talk about maybe their grandparents or their... or, like, their great-grandparents who witnessed these things going on. Um, Because this was... After the Civil War. If you guys don't know the timeline, the Civil War was only 160 years ago. And that's only two 80-year-old biddies dying back to back. So it's even closer than the end of Antebellum. It's very much in the modern era, and we like to have this tunnel vision where we pretend that things are farther away than they actually are, especially if you are not a black or indigenous person of color because you don't necessarily grow up with the stories hearing about these things. And we like to pretend that segregation and slavery and the Indian Wars were so, so long ago that nobody still benefits from them. They should be forgotten. It was really sad, but it was a long time ago. No, y'all, we're talking two generations, maybe three. That's it. Um, the other thing is that 
there are many documented massacres of people, but there were so many that were happening that very often on reservations, they still find mass graves um, with women and children who have musket holes and, uh, and a lot of very obvious signs of being run down and killed even when they were trying to get to safety. And I don't really want to talk much about the graphic nature of that. I've had people tell me some stories of things that they've found and of ceremonies that they've been to where they've relayed these people who they recently discovered their bodies um, to sacred ground with their people rather than mass graves. Uh, but that's that on that. That is those folks' business, and uh, I'm not going to tell much more about it. But it was so devastating that we don't really have the actual numbers even of people who were lost and taken and murdered um just for having the audacity to exist in their homeland and so it's very frustrating when you go to a place like greasy grass and the memorial to the cheyenne and the arapaho and the lakota people who gave their lives to defend their people is secondary to the memorials to the rapist fuck who slaughtered women and children and disabled people and elders. Like, literally. Their memorials are very small and off to the other side of the road. Yeah. Anyway, the memorials are off to the side of the road. And I think, like, they have kind of like, I won't I won't say like a monument. It's not really a monument. Kind of like a, like a statue and it has, like, uh, markers with the names of, like, the seven Calvary on it. And then off to the side, they have, and it's really hard to spot, but it's like, um, like iron in the shape of like horses running across the prairie. Yeah, and the and way that it's if, just. If you don't know what we're looking for, it's so easy to miss. It's basically behind a hill, including two headstones of two specific Cheyenne warriors that are just kind of placed in between bushes there. Um,. And there are tree. There are some bushes and some trees where people leave tobacco and tie up prayer flags. Yeah. Um. And people and we left tobacco at all of those places. Um. Because those are the only places where they're acknowledged. Um. They have the names and the lists of the warriors who participated in the battle, as many as they could have listed. And they're all chiseled into one stone, one name after the other. But the Tomb of the Fallen Soldiers, everybody got a fucking headstone. Even on, like, the wiki and whatnot, too, the Seventh Calvary comes before any of the natives. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, like, that could be an argument over semantics, but the way that you frame these things is just kind of like in order of importance almost or at least that's how you get the gist. After the fall of Nazi Germany the German people took down all of the monuments and all of the gravestones everything that praised those Nazi motherfuckers and by the way Hitler was heavily inspired by Andrew Jackson's techniques so they do follow the only thing that we have done that is different is we still want to pretend like these bastards were anything but bastards. Um, 
and I am prepared for us to get a lot of flack about how, well, Custer served in the Civil War. Plenty of people served on the Union side in the Civil War who didn't like black people. Sorry, not sorry. Um, plenty of people were abolitionists just because they were so afraid of miscegenation. They wanted to make sure all the black people got rounded up and sent back to Africa because they were terrified of possibly having mixed children in their family one day. Read a fucking history book. Um, Man, we are uh, the worst nightmare. Truly. My little miscegenated ass. Goddamn. Yeah, but this is like a larger discussion of not even just the monument of the little bighorn uh, slash greasy grass, but of the way we we soften the blow of history, but only for certain people. And the reason that we've decided to release this on the holiday that most people know is Thanksgiving, I've only ever called it Turkey Day or Friendsgiving uh, because even though my dad is white, he never tried to play us and make us celebrate genocide. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that the Powhatami and the Wampanoag and the Mataponi and all of those East Coast natives, they still exist out there. And there are literally people who are direct descendants of uh, Makatoa, or commonly known as Pocahontas, which is just already a story of tragedy and uh lots of these people are out here on twitter and publishing their own books and papers about all of these events and you should go listen to them and hear their side that's not my nation so it's not my business and i'm not going to try to re-narrate stories that these people are already telling at a better and more genuine capacity than i can as somebody who is um a black cherokee freedman I got lots of other things relevant specifically to my family and my people that I can discuss, but I do try to keep my hands off of doing that bullshit pan-Indianism. But what I am going to say is, fuck Thanksgiving. And, just so you guys know, people in Jamestown were legitimately eating each other and chewing up their belts rather than hunting and fishing in the woods that were just, like, full of stuff. So when the Palatine came over, they were like, mm, do you really have to eat the body of your dead pregnant wife? Because we just, like, have tons of food around here. They did it because it was easy and they were lazy. So if you really think settlers were that smart and that much better than anybody, consider the fact that they keep calling us cannibals, but there's, like, little to no evidence that in North America people ate people until white people got here. So that's that on that, too. We really have to stop seeing um, the way that white people tell history as the most objective way. Because it definitely was made to make them look less like dirty plague rats. I mean, people still defend Columbus Day, especially like, for other Italian-descended people like me, that motherfucker was Corsican. He wasn't even from Italy. Italy wouldn't give his dumbass any funding anyways because he was well known as a lecherous drunk. That's why he had to go all the way to Spain to ask crazy ass Queen Isabella for money because she was a religious zealot. Corsicans speak French. They don't even speak Italian. Learn about your own history. Anyways. I'm just letting you go. I, I've got nothing to add. Nothing of, of relevance or importance. Yeah. Well, I suppose there's not much else 
I don't know. This might end up being a very short and solemn episode because we decided to specifically uh, not group it with other things to give the space the reverence and the time that it deserved. Um, is there anything in our notes that we specifically wanted to bring up or mention? Do you have our Google Drive up? I looked through all of it, but there's really nothing in particular. We just wanted to cover the history, visiting the monument. Like we said, we didn't go um, there to like take photos yeah. and bring anything back. We didn't purchase anything there, and we also didn't go through any of the tours. We just kind of went there, paid our respect, and then <sighs> boot scoot and boogied over to Yellowstone. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta take a minute to really, like, sit with and consider the implications of some of these historical monuments, especially when you consider that, um, national parks are on indigenous land and that indigenous people were forced off of them because John Murr was a racist and so was Teddy Roosevelt and they wanted untouched unconquered wilderness without understanding how how the land stewardship of indigenous people is very much tied to the thriving of these places. So not only is it like super fucked up that any indigenous person has to pay to go see these monuments, it's made worse by the fact that the cost of these things has made people's ancestral lands unavailable to them. Add the fact that many of these monuments are historically inaccurate and purposefully there to soften the blow to settlers. It's fucked up. I like don't know what else to say about it. Uh, there's no reason why anybody should have to pay to visit a monument to their own family and own people on their own land. Um, we don't have to pay to go to graveyards in the cities. Uh, but you do have to pay, no matter who you are, to get into national monuments. And that's fucked up. So, you know, give the land back. Flip a table. Argue over your dry-ass turkey. Our turkey's not dry. Yeah, that's but all I have to say. Your people are people of color. Thank you very much. True. And... All the white people I'm descended from are Italian, so I'm not born of anyone who doesn't know how to use spices, which is really my only claim to fame. <laughs> Ooh, you think you're so goddamn special. <laughs> uh, I don't even have it in me for the holidays. It's... Not at all. Thanksgiving is, like, pretty depressing for black and native people because it's, like, a weird celebration of, like, genocide and then the removal of one indigenous population and the enslavement and displacement of another, you know? It's, like, we're... It's just, like, and do you need one central day out of the year to really feel thankful about the things that you have? Why can't we just have, like, a harvest festival around the autumn equinox like normal people? Why can't I just get a day off work just because? Why is it Juneteenth a national holiday that we get off? That's another discussion and another episode. 
Why isn't... Absolutely. Sorry, I'm calling off black. Yeah, no, sometimes lots of places I've worked where I've been the only black person, I've been like, sorry, this is like a cultural thing. I ain't coming. I'd have to fight tooth and nail at any place that I've worked. It was nice when I worked at that crappy community college because I was the only black person they had hired in 13 years, so I could literally be like, I, you do realize that it would be pretty obvious if you did something racist to me, and I could prove it super easily. Sorry. Sometimes you just gotta. Too black today. Stressed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> on Columbus Day, they were like, oh, we're still gonna have uh, classes on Columbus Day. I was like, I'm not. That's Indigenous Peoples Day. Sorry. Bye. I also did not go. I was just like, what the fuck do you mean? Did I tell that story last time about how that table in the back room of this restaurant I work at had like, um, like a Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts or some shit going on? And these people were going off about like, um, Columbus Day being renamed to Ignoramus People Day. And I'm just standing there listening to this shit as I'm cleaning up the tables. And I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? These people don't know shit, and also Boy Scouts have this gross ceremony where they dress up and play Indian, and they call it a rite of passage, but they're literally wearing, like, ugly dyed chicken feathers. And by the way, it's really hard to earn a feather bonnet. The way I was told it works is the way that you earned a single feather as a plains person is that you had to count a coup and have two people witness it to say that you actually did it. And then you got one eagle feather. You know? So in order to earn a whole bonnet, a lot of people receive them uh, generationally now and are awarded them within their culture for uh, ceremonial and cultural reasons that are those folks' business. I ain't gonna air everybody's business. Uh, women and men have both worn and earned war bonnets so let's not play like they didn't um but really if you're gonna play like that and think that you can wear a war bonnet i hope that the tallest biggest Oseti shakawin dude comes up behind you and molly walks you in the back of your head and takes it because you deserve it i severely hope so because if you think you got the stones to carry around that many coups you better be able to defend it I don't make the rules. Wait, doing, wait, doing the white people hand thing. <laughs> wait, wait, what is the what is the quote that goes with it when you hold your hands up like that? What is it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not white. I don't know what they say. It's something like, um, and I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm not saying. Are you looking it up? Uh, um, just Google white people hand thing. Yeah, the white people hand thing. Anyways, y'all know the face they make when they're trying to shirk off their privileged responsibilities. Like, yeah, I know that I'm descended shoulders, directly from people who landed yeah, on Plymouth uh, Rock, and my people definitely owned and traded people, and that's how yeah, we have generational wealth, but I have no responsibility for that, you know? I've had to point out to white people that white women have been able to own property in many places longer than women like us have been considered human beings legally and that really trips them out they're like i worked my way through college uh you got a heritage scholarship and your daddy helped you pay for college everybody in your family's owned a house and gone to college people like us have only 
been legally allowed to go to colleges for two generations. Nepotism is wild, my dude, and it's kind of crazy that people don't quite realize that. It's, uh... It's just one of those convenient things that we... We like to brush under, uh, is this whole idea of bootstraps. Which is hilarious because some of us were not even allowed in stores where they sold leather. So how the fuck could we even have boots? Not funny, but the way that you phrased it, I was like, damn, that's true. I'm here to cut people was, deep. Happy Thanksgiving. I was Thanksgiving. thinking of this tweet earlier that I had, that was screenshotted and put on Tumblr before I even had a Twitter, which I'm really not that good at using to begin with. But um, it was something like, how can you, as Christians, recognize that, um, like, Eve committed this great sin and that you're living in her legacy now, but you can't quite understand that perhaps the sins and the actions of others means that minority communities are living in that legacy. Does that make sense? Yeah. It does make sense, especially because... It was a really interesting way to put it, and of course, you know, they're far more eloquent than I am and probably operating on, you know, more than 40% brain capacity. Yeah, by the way, it's it's really really late at night, and Mari just worked all day, and I've had a migraine that has basically taken me out all day. Like, I have two neurological disorders, so when I get a migraine, like, half of my face doesn't work, and I stop being able to feel parts of my body. So... We really are scraping it together right now, y'all. When Jordan called me, I was laying in the dark. (laughs) Yeah. Lamari literally had the lights out. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say lights out. She was about to be like, this bitch ain't recording tonight, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing, here, let's take a quick break to say our thank yous and give people some updates, and then we can talk about how fucked up Manifest Destiny was. And Manifest Destiny, that whole concept is what led... To this whole thing. So maybe that would be a good thing to give a little bit of background on, I'm thinking. We actually have a friend of ours who is going to be working up and doing some theme and transition music for us. So pretty soon we're going to be like a real podcast even. So I wanted to say thank you very much to Rainy Blakeman. And you should actually look them up on YouTube because they make good music. And that's not just me supporting my friends. I'm a Virgo. I never unobjectively assess anything. And if Rainy wasn't any good at it, I certainly would not ask to give them my own money to do our theme music. I would like to thank our two new patrons, Dustin. I love you so much, Dusty. And I'm probably actually going to see you tomorrow when I drive up to Ohio. And Susanna. Those are our three big thank yous and shout outs for the week. But I would also like to give a side shout out to another podcast called Behind the Bastards and I would like to thank Robert Evans for giving me the power and the brevity to call a bastard what they are you should also listen to that podcast uh, just because I really love it and it's very funny and so many people are crappy and you don't even know about it love that shit carrying on that's a lot of fun I really love podcasts where they take these groups or these incidents or these very sub people in history and just kind of, you know, 
run them through the shitter. Yeah. They're like, nah, brah, this person is not nearly as intelligent or as hardworking or as heroic as you anticipated them to be. Like, I recently listened to, um, I think it's like a two or three part series on the history of the KKK. I'm not, I'm downloading that one, so let's not talk about it. Also, so other people can listen to it. Oh, it's so funny, though. I'm ready. Don't tell me shit. Um, Another thing that is really kind of silly is Manifest Destiny. You know what Manifest Destiny is. How about you explain it in colloquial terms since you basically just let me rant for the past 20 minutes. God said that this land is mine and I'm about to do some shit with it. That's about it. But I mean, like, imagine that as, like, a a white man or a white woman's voice right there. And not mine. Yeah. Uh, Manifest Destiny. White people, like... So here's the thing. In Europe, white people had pretty much chopped down most of their old-growth forests and stripped their land to the point where people were starving in mass because they had not learned how to properly rotate cor- rotate crops. And then they got here. They also had to rotate corpses because they were so full of dead people that now they just have to build upon them. You know what I mean? Like, London ain't nothing but, like, stacks on stacks on stacks of plague bodies, okay? <laughs> I just... Every time I think of Europe, all I think of is dead people because they literally, yeah. literally graveyards flooding and people having to go and you know pick up these bones and rebury them. That's kind of fucked up, but y'all, Europe is so advanced that you've burned down all of your big trees and can't repair your precious Notre Dame. I mean, you see that same kind of infrastructure here in the U.S. too, where it's basically like, we're not going to pay attention to the topography of this fucking area, and we're just going to build cities in places where it don't make no goddamn sense. Something like 80% of our natural Something like 80% of our natural diversity is preserved within indigenously kept lands. Like, land stewardship is way different than the way that we see agriculture. And it's not that people were not advanced and not using the land. The thing is, is that they were using permaculture, which is now something that when you go to school to learn in horticulture is like the new up and coming thing. Like, ooh, how do we just grow stuff that already grows here rather than ruining the planet? And native people are like, uh, bitch, we done told you. Manifest Destiny was basically white people seeing open space and not knowing how to stop ruining things. Yeah, but I mean, seeing open spaces and thinking, God told me that I'm allowed to do this, so I'm about to do it. Right. And that was... I'm about to fuck up. Yeah, honestly, strip mining is bad, fracking is bad, and when you cut down the growth of all of your old trees and then wonder why you can't build things because you have no more big trees, it's like, I don't I don't know how you thought this was going to go, but there were literally millions of people living here doing perfectly fucking fine. And then all of a sudden, y'all done turned up 
and didn't even know how to grow corn. You can't tell me about advanced. White people were so afraid of nightshades they thought tomatoes were poison. Hilarious. Potatoes, you're welcome. You got those from here too. Popcorn, you bitches didn't even have corn till you got here. Advanced my ass. Hilarious. Didn't even wash your hands on a regular basis. Hmm. Your face right now, dude. Mm. It's just, if you think about these things in terms of the way indigenous black people think of them, white people are silly. Really silly. You know, it's, you show up to other people's homes and you're like, hmm, so you've been here for literally forever because, by the way, they've disproven the Bering Strait theory. Read an updated book. Um, and then you're like, you don't, you guys don't know what you're doing with the land. And you try to live on it and then many of you just die because you kill off all the natural flora and fauna that could sustain you. But we're uncivilized? You know how many mass extinctions colonization caused across the world and then there's white people out here who are offended that people in Alaska still fish and hunt seal uh where the fuck do you think they grow in lettuce in the permafrost where mm. Mm. they're not you know why cause they're not the reason that our water is polluted get it right Land stewardship has been going on here for so, so long. And then these motherfuckers came out here for Manifest Destiny and starved themselves and ended up getting lost in the snow and eating each other. That's how it goes. Every white person thinks they're really smart and then a lot of these things end up in cannibalism and they don't have to. Advanced. <laughs> Hilarious. My high yellow ass. Can't even walk outside without getting sunburned. You want to talk about being advanced? It's funny. I'm just gonna keep laughing because I'm just gonna keep letting you go. <laughs> it's just it's hard because you and I both grew up in Ohio and we've seen the type of textbooks that were given. And a lot of people who are really good at social studies think that they know something about history, but there's so much more nuance and understanding to that. And Custer was really just a tool of manifest destiny. And the propaganda that was sent back to the parts where mostly on the East Coast where there were larger, denser populations of people really inspired people to think that the land was empty and that there was space for them and that it was totally reasonable to come out there when there were large thriving civilizations and villages of people and we used they used a lot of bullshit twisty morality then in order to murder and steal people because this was also when the residential school era began um, when you forced people onto reservations and into forts, uh, they started taking their children 
and taking our children and cutting their hair and putting them in schools to be re-educated. And that's what they were, is gulags for babies. And we only got to hear about Manifest Destiny. We didn't get to hear about anything else or what happened or the bodies that had to be stacked upon each other in order to make room for people who didn't belong here. And it's seen as a necessity too. You know, it's seen, like, even though in anthropology you completely learn um, that, you know, it doesn't start as, like, a tribal community and at the top you have the most civilized community too and that in order to become civilized you have to, like, conquer, like, barbaric or tribal or, you know, like, hunter-gatherer, you know, so on and so forth. But, like, that's kind of what history teaches you is that in order to live in the society that we have now with the benefits that we have, you know, with vaccinations, you know, medications, technology, education, things like that. We've been falsely told that it is. necessary steps and they weren't necessary to begin with. No, but we are falsely told that the road to advancement has to be paved in the blood of other people. And it doesn't have to be, and it was completely unnecessary. Tribes are very well organized and very advanced. And if you look at the way that tribal confederacies work for trade, and how matrilineal clan societies regulate themselves, it is way more complicated and nuanced than people give it credit for, simply because European people did not have the capacity to understand that kind of advancement. You don't have to have societies that completely mirror each other in order to be good. That's a falsehood that we've been taught. Um... And it's interesting to me that in this modern era, as we are, you know, in the late stage of capitalism and slowly watching our country fall apart, that we can't really get right and realize that maybe this shit wasn't good to begin with. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Y'all ain't had, white people didn't have no rules about fucking their cousins before they got here. We did. You don't sleep with 14-year-olds, especially if she's your aunt's daughter. But y'all didn't have rules like that. Like, white people didn't have rules like that. They were like, oh, my first cousin? That sounds fine. And here, Native people, if you are even a part of the same clan, which means that you might not even have a common ancestor for like six or seven generations, that person is still your cousin and you're not allowed to marry them or it's considered incest. But we're backwards. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever you say. Manifest Destiny is just my favorite American fuck-up. And not only did it cost the lives of many, many indigenous people, but it also cost the lives of many, many settlers who went out west based upon promises and fake propaganda. Migration 
is totally normal. Integration is totally normal. But for some reason, we live in a world where when brown and black people decide to defend their right to sovereignty over their land and themselves and their culture, we get called barbarians. And when white people slaughter other people for no reason other than a soft, useless metal. And yes, I'm talking about gold, because gold is really not that fucking useful. They get called heroes for some reason. But I'm the crazy person for thinking that's pretty ridiculous. Anyways, Andrew Jackson should not be allowed to be on any of our money in any of our textbooks. That guy was gross. Custer was gross. The Seventh Cavalry was gross. Manifest Destiny? Super fucking gross. I'm tired of us uh, living under this falsehood that these were good things. They weren't. How do you feel about that? Is that a good place to end? Yeah, admittedly, I just can't focus on anything. And I think that with as heavy as the episode is, even if I end up cutting this down to only 30 minutes, it's going to be enough. And I, uh, there's no need to beat a dead horse or to overly depress people. We've said what we've said. I said what I said. And they've heard us. But I do really appreciate your input and your drive, Jordan. Thanks, Amari. I really appreciate the fact that you totally keep me under wraps. I didn't... Y'all don't realize... I've just been intently staring at you through the screen while you're going off, and I'm just like, you got a point. You're very eloquent. I'll let, I'll let you say what you gotta say. I feel many types of ways. I have never had a lightweight feeling in my life. Oh. Amari and I, the song of the week, I think, is Soft Stud by Black Belt Eagle Scout. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Which is That's the song of the week. an indigenous punk band, and y'all should give them a listen. We're going to be going to see them in Columbus on December 11th. Yeah, I mean, if you're here and you're queer and you want to party softly, my dears, come on out to the Ace of Cups and meet us. I don't mind shaking hands. Uh, You shouldn't be bringing babies to a bar, but if there's babies to kiss, I guess we could. I mean, what do you mean, we? Sorry, I don't dislike children, but I'm also just incredibly awkward around them. I'll probably just stand off in the corner with a beer and mind my own business. Yeah. I can accept that. And y'all should accept that Black Belt Eagle Scout's really good and go and listen to them. Yeah, Spotify, it's great. Apple Music too, depending on what you use. Or if you use both. We gotta figure out how to get our podcasts on Apple, but all the paperwork is way too fucking complicated. Nobody gives a shit about Apple anyway. Well, so many people listen to Apple over Spotify these days, so my only pro- we'll talk about this later. Anyways, we'll be back at you. The only good thing that Apple has that Spotify doesn't is Joanna Newsom. That's true. That's it. That's it. 
we will be back at you in another two weeks. Uh, I don't think we've even decided what the next episode is going to be on. So keep an eye out um, on our Patreon, which is the underscore Rambler. Uh, definitely think about giving us a follow and maybe some financial support because we fund all of this out of our pockets and we would like to upgrade our recording materials. Um, we pay for all of this out of our pocket and we pay for this whole trip out of our pocket and we aren't particularly looking to make money off of this, but we would like to be able to upgrade our equipment so we can provide a better quality experience, I guess. Um... If you want to get at me for some more anti-colonial rants, the best place to find me is Twitter at Awkward Rambler. My Instagram is the same, only Awkward underscore Rambler, I believe. That's another good place to get a hold of me. Uh, uh, I think that's that. Yeah. I don't really post a whole lot on social media, so that's unimportant. Yeah, that's, that's kind of my jam. I take care of those things. I just don't have the emotional capacity to do it. It's and fine. And quite frankly, I'm just never home enough. I got too much energy, so it's a good way to keep me from jumping out of my skin. You know, sometimes I feel like my skeleton's... It's fun. Every so often I log into, like, Twitter, and I just scroll through and see what you've been up to, like, a couple things, and, you know, head back off on my business. Yeah. That's what social media is good for. I've been taking a step back from Twitter recently. Like, I try to tweet a lot less than I used to just because uh, I've recently had a follower jump. And no matter how confident I sound over these here airwaves, a bitch has anxiety. It's a lot. It's a lot sometimes. It's a lot. It's a lot. Everybody send some prayers out for me that I get this dog sledding adventure guide job. Please, 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 please. I I want this for you just because it would be so goddamn cool. It would be so goddamn cool, but I'm just over here just like, I'm probably not going to hear anything, but please. Pray for Amari. I'm going to handle you some dogs. Pray for Amari. Eat some dry-ass bird. And at whatever... Fuck the dry-ass bird. If you don't have black-eyed peas on your tables, we're fighting. Honestly, for those of you who are not from ethnic families, I pity you. No greens, either? I ain't never heard such a sad thing. If you ain't got sweet potato pie, I weep for you, openly. Turkey got gravy? You don't use the organ meats? Who are you? You don't buy extra organ meats for your gravy? Not with my Anglo family, we don't. I don't understand. I don't That's either. That's a goddamn thing. Truly. Truly. I love them, but it's sad. Truly. And, uh, it's really late, so... Bye! You're hanging up on me? No, I'm saying bye to the podcast, bruh! Bruh! Bye! Bruh. Bye! Alright, we're out. We'll see y'all next... One of these days. You'll hear from us.